This is Fair Talk presented by the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Don't forget to follow the Northern Wisconsin State Fair on all of the socials for details on the variety of events going on at the fairgrounds. I'm Scott, joined by the fair's executive director, Rusty Volk. Don't forget, go back, listen to some of the previous episodes as well. A a recent one we had discussing uh, how events come to the fairgrounds and working with outside promoters, something that I know a number of people are interested in. And maybe you yourself have kind of kicked around an idea of holding an event, or maybe you have an event uh, that you've thought about maybe utilizing the fairgrounds for. Big and small, they, they cater to them all here. Well, as we do this podcast, uh, Rusty, we're getting ready for the fall. We're getting ready for the winter, and we're going to tell everybody a little bit about how things operate here. Once uh, the temperatures go down and uh, <laughs> and the, the snow starts flying. Yeah, the snow starts flying. Hi, Scott. Welcome, everybody, to Fair Talk. Uh, as, as Scott said, I'm Rusty. Uh, Ramblin' Rusty, or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> you know, I've got a few hats around here, and you know, fall is an interesting time at the fairgrounds because when we event, uh, first acquired this venue, uh, there was nothing in the wintertime that could be held due to infrastructure. Water lines were about a foot deep. So, you know, frost goes down pretty far, so we just couldn't have a lot of those events. However, that is changing all the time. And so when it gets to the fall of the year, we try to wrap up uh, those outdoor events. And then what do we do now for indoor events and what potential is there? Well, previously, the most uh, what we did is we brought in a lot of winter storage, boats, trailers, campers, and we bring them in October. We've got notices out now to past winter storage customers that just went out recently. And according to Jim Secor, our maintenance guy that runs that operation, more than 50% is full within the first week because everybody wants to bring it back. We have really great rates, and they're indoor. And uh, with new facilities, it's very, very, uh, it's great storage for people that happens from October to the end of March. So those are the timelines that people can have their winter storage in here. So really it's six months out of the year and it's very reasonable. So that's a good thing that we can provide a service to the community. A lot of your uh, really fancy antique automobiles, they're stored here at the fairgrounds to give you an idea. People need space for them. So that's what happens here during the, uh, for a lot of our facilities. The other thing that we do a ton of is, number one, finish planning for the next fair, the next fair year, and look forward to the fair of 2025. So by the end of September, we want to have everything wrapped up as far as all of our activities, even our vendor letters start going out to past vendors to fill our exhibit halls during the fair and getting contracts finalized for the next year for events that are happening on the fairgrounds. Those things happen. You have to really plan at least a year ahead for everything these days. Uh, which is gets somewhat challenging because the calendar gets full very fast as to um, what we're going to have and what types of events, especially since with the Custer Coliseum, that particular uh, building is heated and air conditioning, so that's a year-round structure that's now going to be available 
for all all types of events and I can only imagine all the wonderful ladies that want to have their weddings in there coming up and that's they planned that a couple of years ahead of time so we're addressing that how can that happen what are the rates and what are the the equipment needs that we're going to have that can be used at the fair those events etc I want to I want to jump right into this yeah. here before we really dive into some things really specifically uh, obviously as we've discussed on this program, this is a year-round facility, and I, I like the idea that people – I'll be honest, I, I didn't even think of this place as a storage facility yeah. for, for people. The idea that there's antique cars uh, lying yeah. around is, is quite intriguing uh, for that. That being said, of course, this is still uh, a spot where a lot of – most of the attendees are coming during the warmer months. So how do you guys balance – still holding events in the winter time because you want to utilize these indoor mm-hmm. facilities that you have mm-hmm. with also being able to take advantage of the opportunity to for maintenance for a refresh for mm-hmm. a break for certain areas yeah. of the the fairgrounds exactly so in our budget for the year, we look at what is the total budget, what are those revenues coming in from storage, and it's, it's substantial in order to take care of wages and operating expenses through the year, because quite, quite frankly, you're turning the power off, you're turning a lot of things off, you don't have a lot of expense in the building if you shut the doors and don't let anybody in, you don't have a lot of expense on a venue if you don't have a lot of people, you know? Uh, customers are expenses <laughs> in all kinds of venues when they have them. So you know your your garbage expenses, some of those things they go they're very nothing there. So some of those those expenses are way down. And so you kind of calculate that. Definitely have to calculate uh, operating needs and expenses through revenues generated by rental facilities event rental facilities and the fair in you know making sure that you generate enough revenues at the fair event in order to carry you through for those uh throughout the year so i i I must say that our overall revenues have jumped drastically over the last 10 years as imaginable with the additional events that we've had thus being able to bring on additional staff to help with the programming and help with the bookings and help with the marketing marketing doesn't happen overnight (laughs) as you know you know you got to plan that out throughout the year and get it all set sponsorships sponsorships for the fair start right now for next year due to budgeting of various businesses uh, in developing uh, for the fair in particular. I mean, we're at uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars already in sponsorships for the fair. Those relationships happen now and get built up so that we can provide those particular values. So those are all budgeted in. The other thing that helps keep things going in the winter months is having wonderful entertainment on the main stage because now you're selling tickets and you got revenues coming in for those ticket sales that are coming in so you constantly have a flow of cash flow in that regards for this venue throughout the year that's the challenge but that's also the way we've set it up now so that it can operate in that regards is How that I, making sense to you well, scott yeah and, and, and i've told rusty before uh, you know, I, again i worked uh, minor league baseball and hockey people yeah. always think the off season is <laughs> you don't do anything how many times do you have to remind people and of course you've been doing this for a while but you have to always remind somebody that uh, there's there's work you guys are doing in November and January and February, and they're sitting there going, well, doesn't the fair just 
Well, maybe you start working a month ahead, right? <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be a joy. You know, in all honesty, the fall of the year is probably more hectic than it is. And then the, the, the month before the fair with all the minor details. I call them minor because the main fair is set, but the minor details change, especially where you're getting bidding and stuff like that. But no, this job is definitely a full-time uh, 365. Uh, I live this job and my staff lives this job because, you know, we're passionate about making the fair and this fairgrounds grow. And so we're constantly building things. You can imagine with events, I mean, they're planning a year ahead of time, so they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to communicate with. Our vendors for the fair, they got to plan their lives out a year ahead of time where they're going next year especially these national vendors that come in for the fair. That's all communication that has to take place, constant communication. Trying to book acts, uh, booking national acts, that takes months. Not that you're doing it all the time, but you're constantly making decisions. If you can't get this artist who's not available, where are you going to go for the next one? You know, how are you going to go? How do you, where's your second, third, and fourth plan? And is that fit into the budget that you put together for that area? And uh, is the board understanding that that's the budget you need in order to have a successful fair? So there's meetings constantly. Uh, there's meetings not only here, but on a state and national level. I'm involved in many, many state and national organizations, legislative committees, getting bills changed uh, for the state of Wisconsin on fairgrounds and how to help the fairgrounds across the state develop new revenue streams of revenues. Where can you develop that? There's some laws on the books that are from the 30s that are they're totally ridiculous and need to be changed. And if somebody doesn't step to the plate to do it, it ain't going to get done. So I'm, I'm passionate about those things, and those are the things I do. I'm fortunate I've got a staff that can continue all the planning for the fair event. Once the big things are done, I said, this is the direction we're going. Help yourself. Let's get this done. So there's work that's done all the time with who's going to rent it, you know, how do you rent it up, how do you set it up. Our new facilities down there, how do we maintain them? What kind of staff are we going to need next summer? How are we going to hire more staff? For weekend events, we need to have somebody on staff for the weekend. You know, I'm not getting any younger. Joe Secor is not getting any younger. What are we doing with a secession plan? How do we set this business up so that it's going to be sustainable for the next 100 years? Those are things that I try to work on, and I try to let my staff know that, hey, we got your back. We're going to make sure this is going to keep going. Uh, no, this is a year-round job, I guarantee you, and uh, ask any of my staff members. They know it. And uh, one thing we touched on, and we touched on a little bit at the beginning of this podcast, but in our previous episode discussing hosting events and having uh, people bring their events to the fairgrounds, of course, some things are a little bit more limited in yep. the wintertime than they would be in the summertime, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about what is still available in the winter tanks i start thinking about some of the indoor facilities that are around here and there's a number of events whether it be a a card <laughs> a card show or something along those lines some of those things that maybe used to go to boy i'm starting to date myself i think bad to when hotels used to have more of those little conference centers yeah. and all that but as those begin to sort of dry up 
you know, we, we talk about these major event centers coming to the area, and those are outstanding and very much needed, but there's, there's still a need for that sort of that four walls and a roof uh, event center for somebody to host somebody, something like, again, a, mm-hmm. I keep thinking of a card show for all things, but yeah. a card show or a small gathering or exactly. whether something along those lines, or even as you mentioned, if somebody wants to have a, a winter wedding. Exactly. So that's where the Custer Coliseum comes in and the adjacent Phillips building in that regards. For instance, we will have the uh, state dart ball. You know what dart ball is, Scott? Barely. Barely. You throw a dart underhanded <laughs> at a baseball diamond that's on the wall, and that's how you huh. score points. We're hosting the state of Wisconsin dart ball tournament here at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds the first weekend in April. Okay? That's early in the season. Okay? Therefore, we have the facilities to do that. Other things that, uh, and that's booked, that's going to happen. Uh, uh, the other thing to look at now that we've got an area where we can have heated restrooms, that's the key. Now we can host winter events. So who's to say we don't have a fat tire race in the winter time? Some of those things, just to plant some seeds for people that want to do something. You know, we still got 50 acres up here, <laughs> and we can get around this property even with snow on the ground. You can create areas to do things. We can still create areas to park vehicles. And so when you think of it, you know, this is really starting to get set up for more innovative type winter events in that regards. Maybe we have a special drone competition where you drop something in a certain circle in the snow or whatever that they make something. Who knows? Let's use our imagination, you people out there that want to have some fun. You, you, mentioned, you, you know, mentioned, think about it. You mentioned the the imagination, and uh, and I think really in the winter time, that's when the imagination can really get uh, yeah really get going. You see some of these events that people would have in January and February, and these these winter softball tournaments and all that sort yeah. of thing. Kind of tying this into a previous episode that we that we had. How much do you guys sit around here? spitball an idea maybe there's a friend you know and all that you guys are spitball i'm sure some ideas have come to fruition others in which you guys go ah, it, was, it was it was it was it was good it was good in concept it was good over a cup of coffee but as you you begin to write it out you go nope but, but maybe we could use this for something else you know that happens every every week every week something comes up either you're out visiting with the community you're out visiting another manager someplace and or you get a phone call from a Sheboygan or whatever. Hey, Rusty, this group wants to have this and this. Is that kind of work you think on our fairgrounds? I go, ah, uh, give me Google Maps. Let me look at your fairgrounds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want my opinion on it? I says, never turn anybody down. Never turn an idea down. If somebody's passionate about something, there's a potential there for that to be created into something else. And so I, I invite passion all the time. If people are passionate about things. Great. You know, uh, and I just think there's a lot of winter things that can happen. It's good for Chippewa Falls, especially for the hotels to have something new. Look at our development that we have with the new Quick Trip and everything coming in over here, a new hotel coming in. we got to find events to fill those rooms. 
is the way I look. And now it's our responsibility. They're coming here because there are events, there's people that need rooms, but it's our responsibility also to create events to help fill those rooms. What's our part? So what are we doing for winter type things? Uh, the ice arena is an excellent job, as you know, with bringing people in. You know, with the, uh, it, it, with the steel there, that's super. What else can we do in Chippewa Falls to bring that in? So this is a gated facility. Use it. <laughs> Let's use it. Let's use it. Let your imagination run. It's a good thing. I've always sat there and I've said, boy, this place would be the, uh, the perfect uh, location if uh, and it costs a lot of money to do one of those outdoor hockey things for yeah. uh, for uh, for a weekend and all that well if, if i hit the lottery <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and i come but but that's the sort of thing that i'm sure people spitball an idea and even if something has to go on a back burner all of a sudden you see somebody someplace else do it they start to maybe yeah. have the the framework in place and, and as we said this is the tourism doesn't stop you know it, it, you know again there's always bills to be paid and, and how much do ideas get floated back and forth between you guys, the, the tourism people around the area, going, geez, you know, I was over here. They do this. What can we do that's similar to this? Can we, can we go get that event to come over here? Absolutely, Scott. Speaking of hockey, we discussed that with the Hockey Association. They have a three-man. They call that three-man hockey. Oh, the pod, hockey. little pod hockey yeah. thing, yep. <clears throat> yeah, we discussed that here, and I, I visited with other uh, venues to see what, if they might have it, how it might run. And in order to uh, get in front of the ball, I like to be in front of the ball to say, hey, what if? In that, I'm actually on the International Association of Fairs non-fair facilities committee. And I'll be chairing that next year for the IAFE in that that committee, we visit monthly with fairs all across the United States. I would say, what's working for you? What type of infrastructures have you had? What was an event that you had that was surprising? Which ones don't work? Which ones don't pay their bills? Okay. <laughs> Consequently, that's where it is. Uh, so a lot of that comes into new ideas. And so we're at the state convention. We all bring new ideas. What have we tried? Okay. What worked? What didn't work? Why didn't it work? What can we do to make it work? And some of those things just to try to be that innovative. Let's, let's face it. The fairgrounds and the fairs traditionally for a hundred years has always been that place of what's new, what's competitive, what's that new implement that the farmers are using, the new breed of horses, whatever. Why not keep that same tradition going? What's new? Bring that new thing to the fairgrounds. Build fairgrounds up so they can accommodate those things. Because that's kind of what we've always done. So why not use that true philosophy as we move forward? So, yeah, I'm. we're going to find new things all the time. And I think as we start to wind uh, this one down, and as we talk about the winter, it's when you can really get creative. You, of course, the summer you can be creative as yeah. well with what goes on. But the, the, the winter be limitations create creativity and you know i know i talked to some of the other uh, event uh, people uh, in town it, having other event places in town creates a competition but out of competition also comes creativity doesn't it and yes, finding it what your strength is i know you've always mentioned here agriculture being something that is sort of the furnace to what goes on mm -hmm. here not just with the fair but a lot of times that's something you can come back to is 
the the agricultural heritage yep. of the fairgrounds. Exactly, exactly. Look for jackpot shows. You know what a jackpot show is? I do not. Oh, it's a growing uh, all over the state of Wisconsin. You bring in your animals, uh, hogs, sheep, uh, beef, and you have them judged. But everybody kind of throws some money in the pot per animal. And then you pay out the top down. So it gets to be a very lucrative and competitive challenge for a lot of these, uh, shall we say, um, uh, hobby farmers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we got a lot of them around. You know, they're all going to raise their little beef for themselves. They're going to raise a little uh, pork for themselves, chickens, whatever. So some of these things are popping up, which uh, we really want to be a part of, and we want to be in the circuit. Uh, another wonderful thing I'd like to, I want to see here is a, a big barbecue, a barbecue event. Some fairgrounds have that across the United States. They're just huge. They bring in more money than the fair itself. You know, it's just, there's some events out there. I know we can bring the Chippewa Falls. I know they'd be successful, but I have to get the right blueprint and the right infrastructure to make sure that's in place. So that's what we do in the wintertime. We dream and we plan and we plant seeds. I think the, I think the key is uh, the planning is key because a lot of times you get, uh, you can always improve from year one to year two, but yep. if year one's a disaster, it's always hard to recover from that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can never plan enough. What, what's the old yep. adage? Measure, measure twice, cut once. That's right. Exact. <laughs> exactly. If you don't plan, you then you plan. Then you're planning to lose. <laughs> and I did. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll touch on this in a future episode. You know, we're talking about looking ahead to 2024. You even dropped in there that the winter time. Uh, you guys were already. You guys will already start thinking uh, to some things for 2025. I know, particularly when it comes to some of these uh, grandstand shows too. You got to get uh, bugs and ears oh, on. Uh, absolutely, scheduling. absolutely. You know, we just uh, for next summer we signed. Uh, Harley Davidson rally. We got a hog rally coming in. We have uh, hogs roaring and rumbling through the town. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, and there'll be, there'll be a number of locations in town that will uh, see an economic benefit to something absolutely, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. You keep so. your neighbors financially happy, they will uh, They'll be happy for you. You got it. You got it. That's the whole thing. Whenever we can bring in, I, I love to bring in multi-day events mm -hmm. because, you know, people are going to be spending the night. They're going to be spending money. They're going to be going down and enjoying our beautiful bars downtown. Let's face it. <laughs> Let's face it. It's outstanding. It's one of those things, too, that uh, yeah, it benefits everybody yep. uh, in the community. And if everybody gets a chance to experience the, yep. the joy, everyone feels as though they are a part exactly. of it. All right, don't forget, everybody, check out the, the calendar uh, on the uh, Fairgrounds website. Follow them on social media for all the events that are going on, uh, big and small events as well as announcements as to mm -hmm. uh, exciting things for the 2024 fair soon. Absolutely. Check out our previous episodes, and, of course, we'll have more episodes coming up here in the next several months as well. Rusty, great episode. Oh, you betcha, Scott. Love it. Hey, thanks for listening to Fair Talk.